bad girl looking for something else Hey there bad boy looking for something else Come into the lounge, come into the wiki, come and stick around, come and tell it to me, Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bobcast with you as always is Bob. Live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. I'm back here time traveling with uh, one of my favorite bands that I met when I was on tour with Judah Kim and the Assassination. They're a very talented band. Uh, they continue to put out exciting things on not just MP3s, but also vinyl. Please welcome back to the podcast. I think this is might be your third or second appearance here on the show. Year of October, welcoming both Felicia and Josh. How are you guys doing? We're good. How are you? How are you? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like with time traveling, though, it's like COVID hit. And then that was what, three years ago. But I mean, yeah. what yeah. have you guys been up to besides putting out music, though? I mean, I know that you continue to put out good stuff, but did you learn any new things or did you attempt any new recipes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, during that time, we did a lot of like live recordings that we put out. So we I did a lot of video editing. We shot ourselves on video and did a lot of that and put it out during that time. Um, and yeah, we, we started our own record label too. Yeah. So, What's the name of your record label again? Watch It Burn Records. Is there an origin story to this, this name? Yeah, we have a song called Watch It Burn off of uh, our album Trouble Comes. Yep. And we were kind of trying to come up with a, a record label and we were like, uh, I mean, that song means a lot to us. And it was, it was kind of, we just, it, when we said the name, I was like, oh, that kind of sticks. I like the name. And uh, I also like the length of your hair here for the people who are listening. It is definitely, I mean, I've seen pictures of it, but in real life, it's different. Okay. <laughs> it does feel yeah. like we're kind of like in the pandemic since we're both zooming here. But I mean, I haven't done a podcast, guys, in like two months. I took off the summer, so you guys are my first podcast back. I'm very excited to get behind the mic again. And, you know, I was thinking today when I was at work, like, what kind of questions can I ask a band that are like, you know, never been done, never been, you know, attempted before? And like, I always talk, I think the last time we talked about like your, your um, like it was the, the worst gig you've ever had. Did I ever ask you guys about that question? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think All so. right. So what was the best gig? How you like that? yeah that's good uh the best gig and it doesn't have to be because there was this that or whatever it could just be you know playing for two people on the street right um i think for me our best gig uh just happened recently we we did our album release show in town like our local album release show in town uh, at a venue called the cobra and it was for our album keep on fighting this was uh, like the last week of may and um like we we played the album front to back but it was so cool because we had um we had a good, really great turnout. A lot of, a lot of old friends. A lot of people I hadn't seen in years that we had either seen at shows or played with. And uh, the, you know, the music, all three bands were great. And then like our set felt just like it felt like it lasted two seconds. And you know, it, it felt like we were up there and it was done. But like I got a little emotional on stage. I tried to talk to the audience and just thank everybody for coming. And I feel like all our hard work over the last, you know, twelve years, like. It wasn't necessarily that it culminated, but I feel like it was like 
uh, hit me all of a sudden where like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like all these people from my past and I don't know, it's just a lot of emotions hitting me at once. And uh, that was, that was definitely the best show. Like I, I woke up the next morning and it was just like, did, did that really happen or not? <laughs> mm -hmm. What about you? What's your... This may seem like I'm blowing smoke to you, but that top of the world that we played up in Conshohocken on the Whole Foods, that's one of the best shows I think we've ever played. It was amazing. And that storm was coming yeah. in. Yeah, you guys and got a ton right there before. There was like a moment where Josh's amp picked up like a radio frequency and it was like the thunder is coming and then like the thunder blasted and i was i don't think anybody that was at the show heard it except me but i was like that's the coolest thing ever because like it like picked up some like weather channel thing and then the storm rolled in that was, that was a lot of fun okay guys so it, this is wild okay so i too heard it that night okay so what <laughs> it is is it's kyw news radio 1060 and for some reason KYW runs on AM frequency that also happens to run on the same like type frequency line that like um, uh, speaker cables mm -hmm. run with, right? So it can get interfere with it and can get caught up in an amp. Mm -hmm. In the interim, since we've seen each other, I've gone on to become a digital media coordinator, aka <laughs> sound guy for audio <laughs> sound guy for uh, a public school out here in you know suburban Pennsylvania and. Um, <laughs> I uh, had it happen to me again and I couldn't remember wh where until just now when you told me <laughs> but it, happened, it happened during their high school graduation. Okay. So oh. the principal, the principal is up there. We also had a storm coming in, right? Mm -hmm. There's lots of wind. And um, all of a sudden I get a text message. Cause I'm back in like a uh, radio village. Bob, are you playing the radio? <laughs> I'm like, Dude, no, I'm not playing the radio, you know? And I panic because the only way to get rid of that is like um, through a ground lift and the speakers that were rented didn't have them. But yeah, that gig on top of the world for people who weren't there, like, so, it, you know, the crazy thing is they never opened that back up. And even oh, now, really? 2023, they never opened up that taco truck. Whoa. It's closed because if you, I mean, like, I, uh, let's be honest the people who are running the taco truck it's not like it, it was their food truck you know what i mean right. it was like hard to get people to fill that shift it was hard to get people to it's hard to like turn food over real quick i think but we used to do these shows i think i might have done i don't know maybe six or seven of them i can't remember now because it's like all like a blur it, feel, it feels like a simulation really mm -hmm. and um we'd have three stages and then all the bands would play and there'd be like zero turnover time and you were the last band to get it on with their full set before the big storm shut the whole thing down. Mm -hmm. yeah. In hindsight, we should have just moved it inside, but I don't think Whole Foods was ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it. <laughs> I know it would have been it would have been pretty wicked, but I mean, yeah, that was a pretty amazing night. I remember too, like also like getting in the car after it just started pouring and be like, did that just happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, back to what you were saying about um, you know. Uh, culminations and stuff like that have been um you know on the other end of that too and there's a tremendous gratitude that comes with the people who um continue to follow like your band and your art and stuff like that you know so it is really cool when that comes together and you know did you did i hear you say you guys are going on 12 years yeah, yeah. we started actually i think 13 we started in 2010 wow uh, i think we started yeah like summer like, 2010 so, yeah so it's probably 13 years um, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, so it's crazy. We didn't play like our first gig really until 
Did we play in 2010? We played in 2010, but it wasn't like... We played one or two shows. But we, we weren't we, trying super hard. We started then. going way harder in like 2011, but... Um, That's cool. We, yeah. You know how it is. Like starting a band, sometimes you got to get your feet wet a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I didn't play any music from... I guess when I last, I mean, like I was doing gigs with Judah Kim and Assassination was the last band that I was in. I think that might have ended in 2019, right before the pandemic. And yeah. then just recently, I started playing bass again in a church band. And oh, yeah. um, it's like worship music. And I'm having a great time with it. Like right below me here is like all this like like uh, sheet music. They mm -hmm. love yeah. E flat and they love B flat. And I never played in these <laughs> these keys in my oh, whole life. <laughs> Oh, the keyboard stuff. Yeah, they, it's the keyboard, but it's also too like B flat is like a really good place to start for people who can't sing, like the audience. Uh, you know, because uh, I mean? the audience then can be like, you know what I mean? He is really. But um, <laughs> I'm playing it like in like uh, a place that's wonderful. It's the church I go to, but it's got this sound system. I never played with in ear monitors ever. Have you guys? Uh, know yeah. I wild. we used to play in church too. I grew back up, in I grew college, up playing bass in and church. so that was the only oh, time cool. in ear monitors and. So I would usually have one in, one out because I like to have that stage sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do that sometimes too. During the last song of the set, my in ears popped out. Like it was a new thing to like worry about. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, I got to worry about this too, you know. But right. um, yeah. I I've been having a great time though, and I forgot how much I enjoyed, you know, enjoy playing music. And also, I think that what I enjoy um even more than learning the music is, or excuse me, yeah, like the learning process of learning the music, like all the sheet music. It's fun to have something to do when you come home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I forgot about music. I was like, oh, yeah, it's fun to learn songs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and um, also then like getting on stage and being so comfortable that you can put on a show for the people, for mm -hmm. them to also feel something to stick around for so long. You know, I forgot what that's like. And uh, it, it's just, there's no other feeling like it, really. You know what I mean? Like being in a band. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, there's been, you know, you know, it's very hard, I guess, in today's climate, like in, you know, 2023, like the, the CD industry is gone, the MP3s, there's no clear way to determine whether or not, like, how many streams are really coming through. And it's also really a shame, like, how much money, like, you know, like, I was thinking, like, the Writers Guild, you know, strike for the screenplay stuff, but the musicians sh should strike as well for, like, the the rights to, you know, make some a decent living. It's hard to, yeah. hard to entertain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I think that there should be a union for that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and uh, yeah, there's, it's um, it's honestly like the wild west right now. I feel like with the with the music industry, and it's crazy to me that like I could sell one record and it'd be worth more than like fifteen thousand streams. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I make more money selling one one vinyl. one vinyl record than I do with thousands of people listening. That and is I, amazing. I think, yeah, and I think the average person doesn't understand that. Like, um, you should make and, a, like a meme or something like out of that, or a T-shirt. Right, you right. Out of that year of October. <laughs> right, and um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's wild, man, and and that's that's one reason that we started the label is to get into vinyl because we we've realized that like vinyl was the, was was one of the best ways that we were able to get new fans, and then also we were able to you know, make some money on it. And so can we know, talk about that? Like, like talk about um, 
you know, for the artist who's listening to this, making new fans through the process of introducing vinyl to the. So basically what you did, you did was you just reintroduced merch, you know what I mean? But like in a different right. format, right? Like, yeah. right. What, like, what did you find a different audience that you didn't know would be there? Yeah, there's, there's a very big vinyl collector community on Instagram and they are very accepting and want new music that is on like, good pressed vinyl and so they have really like accepted our music and just run with it and they've shared it and so it's gotten to other people who collect vinyl in that way and it's just been really amazing how it has helped spread our music and like gain like an engaged following like and they want to talk to you they want to see what you have coming and, and it's it, awesome and then, then those same people you know, who've never met before, who might have just might not even bought a record yet, but they see the record online. And then like we had we played a show um, in uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, uh, a couple weeks ago. And we had I think we had 10 or 12 people, uh, all of which drove. They, you know, like I think it was two groups, two or three groups, mm -hmm. and they all drove over two hours to see us and they all bought records and stuff. But it was like all these people that are like, you know, collectors and one dude was like yeah i saw like your vinyl posts and i really wanted to get a record i want to get one at the show and it's cool artwork all your all your cd covers have interesting artwork the uh the, the last one who who did that one the um we keep on fighting excuse me. it's uh yeah that one the mountain yeah that one is uh ryan t hancock he's um based uh, in england um and really? we found, yeah, he's amazing. I love, we love all of his artwork. Yeah, he's awesome and super easy to work with. Um, we had seen that he had worked with, uh, he worked with a band I really like called King Buffalo. Mm -hmm. uh, they're out of New York and um, he worked with a lot of really cool, a lot of heavier artists. And uh, uh, I reached, we, we, re we reached out to him and uh, he was super easy to work with. And like turnaround times, it's actually the whole thing is it's a front and the back and it's all one painting. And, um, it's he, he sent oh, us wow, like really? yeah he, we we posted a couple times like uh, he did like a, a time what's it called oh a time lapse time lapse where he paints the whole thing oh that's amazing yeah, yeah. he's just I love the eyes in the cave I mean the, so there's like these two like menacing like looking eyes is yeah. there is there like a story to this that like a you know like almost like you know uh, a legend to it yeah it it kind of follows along with our song the hounds that's on that record mm -hmm. um and it's almost like because if you look on the back in the very bottom there's like a little man like that's hunting the fox mm -hmm. there's he has like a flashlight so he's on the back and it's almost like the fox is caught between like uh, two different hardships like he's running away from the hunter but then there's this monster in the cave that he doesn't know he's running towards mm -hmm. and oh, so yeah. that's what it is and like our idea for the yeah that's that's definitely and, and like our idea with we thought like it fit uh the whole album just because like the idea of like keep on fighting like we wrote the album during covid you know restrictions and it felt like you know it felt like you know you're always looking behind you but you don't know what's coming in front of you and like you know there's just i, I feel it just at the time i feel like we we really captured that that feeling of isolation and, and loneliness a little bit on the album and it also just, you know, I think with the album cover, uh, it, it kind of became our mantra, like to just keep on going. Like, um, you know, this, the band, we, we would get together with James all the time and, and practice and, and, 
you know, even when we didn't have anything going on. <laughs> and then like I think we did a you know, we did a live stream with you, like Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, and so like we got some live streams and stuff, but like that I feel like that encompasses that that feeling um that we were having, like and, and it still feels like that. You don't know it's you know, the world is what it is right now. So that's kind of what the, the vibe is. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget like those I mean those live streams. Like I was just telling somebody about that the other day. I was like I did these online festivals that were from noon to midnight. You know, and like uh, my wife would be so mad at me, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, like, help me, you know, but um, it was fun. And like, you know, that type of isolation, God, I hope it never returns. You know what I mean? Like, it did suck. You know what I mean? Like, as a musician, you're just like, what, dude, what am I supposed to do now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, was, but, it, almost, that, it almost feels like it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. it's very bizarre. It's very bizarre that. um I, I never thought I'd see something like that in our lifetime. You know what I mean? I just didn't think that there would be like a pause button ever. I always thought it was going to be like, go, 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 advance, advance, advance. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the interim, since we've also talked, you know, uh, UFOs are now everywhere. You know what I mean? Nobody really seems to care. They're like, ah, no yeah. big deal. Let's go to the buffet. You know, it's, it's no, it's, it's just, it's Welcome not on her. anybody's tongues, but I mean, like, it's a lot like on social media, people are talking about it, you know, yeah. Some people say there's been 52 alien races here on planet Earth. Some people say that the lady on the plane who now appeared as Tiffany Gomez is not, in fact, Tiffany Gomez. She's another alien posing as <laughs> Tiffany. Do I believe this stuff? No, but do I need to report on it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does the year of October think about all these UFOs? <laughs> I mean, if they want to come and take over and make things better, I'm here for it. <laughs> That's a good answer. I like that answer. That's very positive. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I do think that, I mean, like the logical thing is they show up as soon as we test the nuclear bomb, right? Maybe they mm -hmm. show up all up this summer because they knew Oppenheimer was coming out. They're like, yep, we got to get back down there. They wanted to they're, see it. They were really like, we came for this when it <laughs> happened. We got to see the movie. That'd be, now, listen, if there's somebody out there that's going to write eventually after the strike for Saturday Night Live, that's a great one to come back with. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens came to see Barbenheimer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, we got to come for this. But it's just bizarre to me because I just don't understand like how there is no clear evidence either. But it also does continue to mystify me that, you know, there's all these new reported cases. Dude, I was following this one. What, I'm sorry. What did you say? Tom DeLong is like an uh, expert in it. And Who's has that? been for from the front man guitar player for Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Did you see the video I posted of him where, where at the concert where, he, he's, where he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> I'll let you say it. Yeah, he was like, he's like, I was right or something, like, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, he was uh, like, "Fuck you, I was right about the aliens." That's, yeah, that's what it was. So good, it's so, so good because I I do remember maybe like two thousand, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen, seeing him doing like the angels and airwaves thing and like him mm -hmm. talking about UFOs and me being like, he went off the deep end. He's at a blink one yeah. but dude, I love that video because I love when someone's proven right. You know, what yeah. I mean? yeah. no uh -huh. feeling, you know. <laughs> But I mean, um, I dude, I was following this stuff. Like, I go on Reddit now a lot. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. I just I go on Instagram just for the photographs, which is great. I love it. Can't stand reading people's stuff. I do like going to Reddit and going down deep dark places. I read about <laughs> this alien that was showing up in South America, right, and all these jungles and terrorizing people. They thought it was the predator, and it followed it for a clear month. And then at the end of the month, it was revealed that it was just another cartel who had purchased like hoverboards and we're flying oh. around 
<laughs> terrorizing the other cartel members. And at one point, it became like they thought they were the Green Goblin. Or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, I followed that case so closely in the Reddits, and then uh, you know, it never came to anything. And that's what I fear with the aliens. But I mean, who knows what's really going on? Because I, it, it seems that the government was so easy to tell us about it. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, um, I was just like, what? Why they would never allow this? You know what I mean? They don't tell. You, it's weird. They don't tell us anything. You know, but they would tell you something to get you ready for something. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. think that, but I mean, what did I read today that was pretty cool? Somebody said um, the aliens. Oh, what was it? They wanted to do something. I can't recall now. Terrible, terrible podcasting. Have you have you watched the the Tom DeLonge interview? It's a recent one where he's talking about off the coast of Italy. Yeah, I did see that. That's bizarre. Where there all the heat changes and stuff, and it's crazy. You know, they have boats go missing and like, like um, yeah, a bunch of weird stuff. It, when I was reading about it, I, I did kind of did. I was, this was this was probably a year and a half ago. Definitely did a little deep dive on that. And uh, yeah, there's some wild stuff that and there's I, there's a lot of urban legends in the world out there that you know people can get themselves uh, completely hooked upon. But I mean, I hope that we uh, find out in our lifetime like exactly what's going on up there. You know what I mean? Like it would be yeah, pretty yeah. sweet to know and not be like led down this alley. You know, like, hey, it's going to lead to nothing. It's like watching like a three hour movie and there's no ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twist. No ending. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no aliens. It's just yeah. us messing with you. Surprise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's us, the government. Did you enjoy us again? You know, like, um, <laughs> Like you're watching Signs without the baseball scene. <laughs> the I baseball love scene. that movie, Signs. I just rewatched it. Great. I re yeah, yeah. recently rewatched it, and it still holds up. There's yeah. the scene that really scares me is when he's reading his kid a bedtime story, and he looks out the window, and the aliens on the rooftop. Spoilers, mm. whatever. But God, I love the the, yeah. the way that M Night, you know, like frames the shot. Mm -hmm. So good. I, I love. The, I love even just like the birthday party, like where you see it just walk. Like it's yeah. just so subtle, but it's. Yeah, that movie's terrifying. Very underrated, I feel like. Uh, very underrated. Yeah. I love when they cook everything they want and then they never get a chance to eat it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Aliens show up before they can have the burgers and pancakes. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's like, that part like hurts me because <laughs> I know. I know. And then they forgot, like, oh no, they're going to get in through the roof or the attic or something. But God, it was so good, though. Some people hate it. Some people are like, what do you mean the aliens or this, that, or whatever? And I'm like, dude, just watch it. It's good. It's hard. It's hard to find like a good movie. You guys are like uh, sitting right now in front of some posters. I do see there will be blood directly in the middle middle yes. of you guys, and uh, I love that movie. And I wish that guy would come back as an actor. I'm so sad that he retired. Me too. But yeah, uh, that was by PTA, right? Is a uh, PT mm -hmm. uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, the director. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's his uh, new movie called? Uh, lick. He did Licorice Pizza. Doesn't he have another one coming out? Did you uh, see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I need to. That's that's been on our list. Uh, we we were bad. We we went like we watch a lot of movies and we kind of missed out on like the last year. But we did just go see Barbie and Mission, the new Mission Impossible last week. Which thumbs up, were, thumbs down, thumbs up on yeah, both. Both were great. I loved them. Like yeah, I they both were great and they both like I I really liked the the last four Mission Impossibles. I'm not even a big action guy, but like the last four Mission Impossibles just keep. Like, yeah, I, I like Ghost Protocol is really good. Ghost Protocol is yeah. awesome, yeah. And the I, new ones, I just love Simon really, Pegg in them. Yeah, yeah, Simon yeah Simon's great. Yep. Anything, I'm going to love it. 
And, you know, Tom Cruise, we forgive him for everything. All right. He doesn't talk to his daughter. We're like, we love you. Jump off the buildings, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you do all your own stunts. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Don't talk to her. OK, ride, ride the motorcycle. 16th birthday. The forget it. The bomb's going to hit the building. You know what I mean? Like, I never yeah. understood that. People love him, but he never sees his daughter because of Scientology. I'd be like, dude, mm -hmm. I'm out. I'm not going to yep. stick around for this. Here's mm -hmm. another question I thought of. And uh, this is not it's not really a question. This is maybe me just pitching you an idea. Since your band name is called Year of October, have you ever considered doing a residency every day in October somewhere in your hometown? Mm. And listen to me and hear me out on this. OK, yeah. because this is the only band that it would work for. Right. You only play like two songs, but you have to arrange it around a haunted house. Imagine a haunted house live performance. I'm here for that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. you're a part of the story of your October year of October, but the people are paying the admission not for the concert; they're paying it for the haunted house, and you're in the middle mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Oh, so we're like cool. a part of the haunted house. I like that. Yeah. Like or a part a like a story. It's like a story. Like I think uh, the first time I ever saw somebody do it, I think it was like 2013. Jack White was with his band in Paris. And they did something for Lazaretto where he was like, um, um, in a like a, he, they 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 made people wait outside like a mental hospital, and they waited all day to get in. They got bracelets. They were greeted by nurses. They went down like this hallway with like insane patients, and then they were led into like a venue where Jack performed with his band. And then on stage, you know, um, he goes into convulsions after the third song. And all these like MT EMTs come out running and then uh -huh. they uh, put him on a stretcher and he's like, you know what I mean? And people are like, what the hell is this? See, I've always loved the idea of mixing that together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like music uh -huh. and like the macabre or like, um, you know, like something happens. It's unexpected. It's fun. Yep. You know? uh -huh. Yeah. 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 That's why I like that a lot. Yeah. We would have to figure we would we could do some planning and figure that out. Yeah. We yeah. have played like Halloween shows. Yeah. that were with haunted houses but never like a full like making it all one together it'd be that wild be cool. is what i'm saying i like that mm -hmm. well cool. good news for you guys i got this guy here is joining the call he's going to be investing the money now i'm just playing there's nobody there would be awesome because <laughs> it would cost quite a bit of money i mean it would be like what yeah. i mean the hardest thing is not really paying for it because you could always put a credit card it's getting like the licensing or like um zoning that's yeah it's, it's a dream of mine though to be honest with you is to work only from you know july to november and just own mm -hmm. a haunted house yeah yeah we have some so, friends that uh work in a haunted house every like, year every yeah. year yeah. they're hardcore like uh one dude plays bass in the bay he came after work to play a show and he's just still all decked out in his zombie zombification or i think he might have he's either zombie or like a mutated werewolf he had a lot of blood on him. So. <laughs> How much money do you get paid to be a mutated werewolf? I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good question. Yeah, we need to ask. Because I mean, he's got like I, I think about I think about this like go and get it like before you get to work you got to put all that stuff on because you get makeup all this stuff every day and you take it off. I guess I, I I would just live in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm I'm, I'm I think he probably does. They might get paid more than the writers that are striking. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Do you um do you guys still continue to produce your own music? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And mm -hmm. like, how many how many different? There's three albums total, right? Uh, five. Five. My bad. I suck at math. Okay, I'm not an artist. Oh, yeah. uh, I am an artist. I'm not a mathematician. I'm sorry. It's late. Me. Um, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Have you done all this? 
Yes. Wow, dude. I didn't know you did the ones that uh, that you gave me in the CD format because they're really well recorded. You know what I mean? Like um, a lot of time and energy spent into it. Um, I think that we I asked you once, but I can't recall. Like, what's the writing process like for you two? Is it guitar first or lyrics? Um, it's kind of a mixture. Uh, a lot of times you'll you'll come in with a riff, and then we'll just kind of start jamming over it. Um, every once in a while, I'll come in with like a vocal part first. But well, the last album was was really exciting. Uh, keep on fighting because like since we were stuck at home and you know like it was like the first couple months when we worked on that album, uh, our drummer James would come over and you know we'd we'd have an idea or something, but we would we never. Like no one ever like we didn't we we wrote it as the three of us like, yeah we were just like jamming Felicia's coming up with lyrics as we're you know working on it she's coming up with a melody and um, it was kind of wild like looking back on it because like um like we I mean I think we wrote every song except for Left with Nothing yeah uh, Left was... with Nothing was something I I wrote everything for like all the guitar and then she wrote the vocals and then James came in and, and filled in the drums but that one was pretty much written but like everything else was like written as the as the three of us and it was cool because like when we 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 wrote it all we were able to like tour on those songs like we played them live for for uh like eight or nine months actually because like once things got opened back up like mid 2021 we were playing a little bit like we'd played those songs for like you know almost a year and then we recorded them because like we were like all right these are these are good like we kind of worked out some stuff live and then uh the album was done in April of 2022, and then when we ordered vinyl, it took a year to come in. So it was like it's crazy because those songs don't—they don't feel that that old. Like we're, we've got a whole batch of new ones we're working on now, but uh, but that was a very organic uh, process. It, it felt really good, and um, that's the that's like the the only album we've written everything pretty much. Yeah. You said it takes a year to come in vinyl. It well, did. It did for those because Taylor Swift and Adele both pressed like 500 and Fleetwood Mac both pressed like 500,000 copies of vinyl so all of the vinyl record plants were backed up because they were pressing those three albums Mm -hmm. and so uh, everyone got backed up so it was like 13 months about that we were quoted originally for put in the order for our vinyl but now they're called back up now Now it's like like four four months three or four months which is normal Yeah, so that's great yeah, Swifties. The, it's those Swifties, man. Yeah, they, they they really they really well, got us. It's crazy too because the Adele stuff, her album's a double album. It's like 60 minutes long. Oh and wow. so twice the amount of vinyl. But I was talking to my my vinyl dude and he said that they did albums with her face and they just, you know, he's like she they literally every pressing plant in the in, in America was pressing the Adele, Adele records. records. And he said that like there's literally colors that she used on those records that are like you know, for the whatever that are they're not coming back for like ten years. Like he's like they're not going to be available to anybody because they can't produce enough, you know. And then, uh, but he was. What's funny too though is like on it didn't the album sold well, but it didn't sell that well. And mm-hmm. so if you look, there's like all these websites where you can get that album on eBay for like two bucks, like vinyl. Like I might be ten bucks, but like and, you, and somebody's you know, color is gone forever because of that. You know, What's the crazy yeah, yeah, thing yeah. about the music industry. I mean, like I was very like you know I was blown away by like people massive crowds outside venues to listen to taylor swift this summer you know what i mean like there still is a need for people to um congregate for live music i just oh, wish yeah. that they understood that the artist still needs to be supported by buying physical media you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is a struggle you know and it's like the vinyl thing's great 
tapes are you know on their way next somebody's gonna be like wow look how cool these things were let's produce yeah. them you know i mean they're it's happening now i mean i've seen some that are pretty cool they're like tapes and then you open it up and it's a usb and you're like damn dude like oh, there's nothing cool. left you know there's nothing left so it's the yeah. wasteland of uh old media but i mean i'm sure at some point artists are going to get checked off enough because streaming i don't trust streaming it no. used to be like you printed a bunch of copies, you saw the actual copies, and then they sold to retailers around America. You knew how many there were. Yeah. I don't know how many people are listening to your stuff. You have no clue. Because they, they could be streaming it to a group of like 100 people, and you don't know. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, like uh, we were at, uh, I was thinking about this because I, you know, we, we're affiliated with like CSAC and uh, through our, you know, royalties and stuff, but like, we were at a Send Amphitheater, which was like, we were seeing, uh, you know, a show like The National. And mm -hmm. so there's like 5,000, you know, 15,000, I don't know how many people, 20,000 people there. And they're playing, you know, someone streaming Spotify. And I know- They probably have a playlist. Well, I'm saying they yeah. do. Yeah. But they, well, actually, I don't know. They pay a royalty to whoever they're with. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to say a sin doesn't, but I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, I doubt every big venue that's playing a song to 20,000 people pay, like, they pay the royalty, but I doubt they're submitting their actual playlist in. And I remember Taylor, Taylor Swift said this in an interview. She's like, I get paid for stuff that I guarantee isn't me. You know, like, my song's not getting played in this venue. I'm still getting royalties. Because what happens is CSAC or BMI or whoever gets that money from the venue. And they normally just give it to top 40 artists because they're like, we don't have, you know, they're no one's, someone's playing an iPod even like they're not sending in who they're playing. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think this through. The digital age wasn't thought through when it approached. Instead of everybody was like, no, 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 no. It's it, it sucks kind of, you know what I mean? It's like it definitely does. Yeah. It's a, it's a judgment day of creativity. It's like, nope. You yeah. know, because and, music deserves uh, more respect, in my opinion. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, agree. I agree. I agree. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I talked to a guy, I met a guy at a, a Regions Bank when I worked there. Um, he was actually, he worked for um, the Songwriters Union in Nashville. And what he was doing, he was, his job was basically, he's basically like, he's an ex-artist. I think he's might be, a, he might have got a law degree. And what he does is he literally goes and talks to, you know, congressmen and tries to get laws changed. And mm -hmm. like, probably five or six years ago when they upped the percentage of spotify payments 33 percent still nothing basically it's like 0 0.001 cent yeah. per play um he said that that him and the, his committee were one of the people who helped get that going but he said the scary thing is there's so many you know there's lobbyists for all this stuff like these you know billion dollar companies like spotify and apple and they're all literally fighting against having to pay for anything so yeah, I think like you're saying, like, if everybody pulled their stuff off streaming yeah. and those, because if Spotify doesn't have any music, it's it's useless. I mean, there's also people who are like pimping Spotify and saying, "Hey, I'll get your song on a playlist." It's like what? Oh yeah, oh dude, yeah. So and many. It's like, who are you, dude? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how much money do you want? No, you know, mm -hmm. like if somebody walked up to me in a club after a show and said that, I'd be like, "Where's your card? I'll look you up." You know what I mean? I'm not exactly. just gonna, you know? but there's I mean. So many. It sucks, but I mean, I'm so proud of you guys for continuing on with Year of October. You guys are definitely one of my favorite live bands I've ever seen. Um, what's coming up next for you guys? Where can um, people check you out and stuff like that? Yeah, um, 
we uh we're going on tour uh, a lot more this fall actually we're heading up to like dc and stuff we uh but you can check out our our band camp uh year of october bandcamp.com or you can just go to year of october.com it links to everything um we have some new releases coming out i i uh for the for the band i can't announce what it is yet but uh but that'll be coming out probably early next year um and then uh with our label um we have uh, basically a release every month uh, yeah. coming up through the end of this year, all, all of it through the label's vinyl. Um, and then we also have some some cool merch through the label. We have T-shirts and, you know, cool cool stuff like that. Um, but the label is watchitburnrecords.bandcamp.com as well. And uh, we're super excited. We have some really – I can't announce everything on that either, but we have we have really cool 45s coming out um, and then some, some full links as well. Uh, the Dangerous Method album is our next is release. Our next release and that's oh, I like that title. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're, they're from, I think it sounds you know, like they, a Mission Impossible film. They uh, <laughs> they actually they came and recorded. Uh, they're, we're doing a forty five of them. They got a, we recorded the full album uh, in my studio uh, in twenty twenty one. So very cool. We'll definitely check them out, ladies and gentlemen. Year of October. Hopefully, I can get you guys back up here for another top of the world if they open up that taco truck. You know what I mean? I think it'd yeah. be awesome. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about to that uh, after the the show here. Um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, definitely check out Year of October. I want to thank Felicia and Josh for coming back. Thanks for working with me to get on the show. We've been planning, I think, for two weeks. Sometimes you just got to keep on pushing through. <laughs> thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you so thank much you for, for having us. us. And my name is Bob, and this has been another episode of The Bob.